I want heaven. I want to be in heaven. I assume this evening that your heart is in the exact same place that you long for heaven. I haven't met anyone yet that doesn't want to be in heaven. Even the irreligious, when it comes to the end of life, have the exact same yearning and actually proclaim the exact same thing, that they're going to heaven. It's the longing of every single heart, heaven. Heaven is the presence of God where all is well. Heaven is where everything is the way it should be. Tonight, my heart longs for heaven. Your heart longs for heaven, to be in the fullness of God's presence, to be where all is well, where there is no sickness, no pain, and no sorrow. Thankfully, today we celebrate that the King of heaven came as a baby, wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. For if the King of heaven does not come, we are left longing. If the king of heaven does not come, we are left chasing the things of this world, which bring us momentary satisfaction. If the king of heaven does not come, we are left wondering what happens next. If the king of heaven comes, we have hope only for this lifetime. But tonight we celebrate that the king of heaven comes. The one who is infinite comes into the temporary. The one who is eternal comes and becomes mortal. Now, because the one who is eternal comes to the temporary, we who are mortal can enjoy the eternal. Tonight's message is extremely simple and possibly really short. We get heaven because the word has dwelt among us. We get heaven because the Word has become flesh. That's the Christmas message. The Christmas message is not sheep. The Christmas message is not magi. The Christmas message is not Mary or Joseph. The Christmas message is not some angry innkeeper. The Christmas message is Word became flesh. Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now you and I can dwell with the Word. Why is it such a big deal that the Word became flesh? It's such a big deal because of who the Word is and how long the Word has existed. You see, the Word that became flesh, it tells us in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. In other words, this Word that became flesh has existed for eternity. This Word who became flesh created everything that exists. The reason that it's such a big deal that the Word became flesh is that the Word made all flesh for Himself. In other words, the Word created everything to bring His Father glory. This Word, who has existed for eternity in everlasting joy with the Father and the Spirit, became flesh and dwelt among us. The word used in the Scriptures is tabernacled, which literally means to pitch one's tent. 
In other words, Jesus chose to leave the palaces of heaven. And let's just be very straight. They don't have tents in heaven. It's not as though Jesus was dwelling in a house that had remodel work done on it by me. I mean, it would be nice. But he's dwelling in a palace. We're talking about the creator of the universe. We're talking about the one who owns everything. They have gold for their streets and no potholes. Can you imagine? He gives up the gold for dust. He gives up the palace for no place to rest his head. The word that was eternal tabernacled among us. In other words, came and pitched his tent in the midst of poverty. Pitched his tent in the midst of hurt, in the midst of death. The word becoming flesh is a big deal because the word is eternal and the word created all else. This is not a baby from nowhere, but rather this is one who has not been seen who's coming in the form of a baby. There's millions, billions of babies that have been born. And it's an amazing miracle when a baby is born. But when a baby is born, we're meeting someone who has never existed before. But when the Word became flesh, we're meeting someone who has existed for eternity. But this one who has existed for eternity has been seen by no one. Don't let us forget this important thought from John 1.18. He says, no one has ever seen God. Why is Christmas such a big deal? It's a big deal because God makes himself known to all of humanity. No one had ever been in the presence of God before. No one had ever seen God. Moses caught a glimpse. The priests caught a little bit of presence here and there. But no one had been in the full presence of God or seen God ever. And then Jesus comes and what? Makes God known. Because Jesus has been in existence with God the Father from the very beginning. The Word became flesh is like nothing that's ever been claimed and anything that will ever be claimed. Great ones have been born before, but those great ones did not exist before their birth. Jesus existed before his birth. And this is a big deal because now we have the eternal coming and living amongst the temporary. You and I have a longing in our heart for heaven. And instead of us climbing to heaven, instead of us earning our way into heaven, what happens? Heaven comes to us. We would have no hope outside of Christmas. If Christmas does not come, it's completely dependent upon your ability to get to heaven. And as the Word of God tells us, there is no one, not one, that is righteous enough to stand in the presence of God. You can take the test tonight to see if you're good enough outside of Christmas to get into heaven. 
Take the test. Have you ever had an evil thought in your mind against someone else? Have you ever lied about something? Have you ever wanted something before you can actually have it? Have you ever treated someone as though they are not created in the image of God? In other words, have you ever said an evil word to someone? Unless you can pass that exam, you can't get into heaven, the presence of God. And the Scriptures tell us that no one, not one, is righteous. No one can pass that exam. But thanks be to God tonight that heaven did not close its door when no one passed that exam, but rather heaven opened its door and heaven came to us. And tonight we celebrate that the Word has become flesh. The One who is eternal has become like us so that we can become like them. Life is short. Life is momentary. And as we gather for Christmas, Christmas should actually remind us of this. I don't mean to be gloomy tonight, but in order for us to face the reality of the great news, we have to face the bad news. The bad news is this. The celebration at Christmas almost always gets smaller every year. Why? Because someone in the family passes away. Christmas reminds us, the empty chair reminds us that life is but a flash. But tonight we celebrate that even though this life and the flesh is but a flash, we have an opportunity to exist for eternity because the one who has existed for eternity has come into the flesh on our behalf. Tonight, your longing for heaven can be fulfilled. Your longing for hope, peace, and joy can be fulfilled by coming to the one who has come into the flesh. Notice that John doesn't talk about the shepherds. John doesn't talk about the angels or the magi. John doesn't even mention Mary or Joseph. One could look at this and say, did John just skip the Christmas story? How can John skip the greatest story? John just got right to the heart of the matter and put it right into simple terms for everybody to understand. Mary is a sideshow. The camels are a sideshow. The shepherds are a sideshow. There's only one main show. The main show is the Word becoming flesh on our behalf. Mary can do nothing for you tonight. Joseph can do nothing for you tonight. Sheep or camels can do nothing for you tonight. But Jesus the Christ, the one who has existed for eternity, can do everything for you tonight. That everything is give you heaven because he comes from heaven. And so tonight we're faced with the question, will I receive the gift that has come? from heaven. It tells us very frankly in John, but to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. Who gets an inheritance 
Children, children get the inheritance. I want the inheritance. Who doesn't want the inheritance? I want the inheritance, and I want the inheritance from the ultimate giver. I mean, inheritance here is kind of nice, right? But let's go big. Let's get the ultimate inheritance, golden streets, no pain and no sorrow. I want that inheritance. That inheritance comes to who? The children of God. Who are the children of God? Those who receive Jesus, the Messiah, as their Lord and their Savior. Unto you tonight, a Savior has been born. Will you receive the gift? Will you believe in the name of Jesus? Tonight, you have an opportunity to say, Jesus, I believe in your name. I am a mortal. I cannot conquer death on my own. I cannot conquer sin on my own. Jesus, save me. It's not more complicated than that. And when we receive Christ, when we believe in Christ's name, Christ calls us to a life of faith, to trust in the one who has come. Because now, when you begin to trust in the one who has come, you recognize that all was created for him. The one who everything was created for has now come on our behalf. Do you want heaven? If you want heaven, then you must want Jesus at the exact same time. For Jesus is the King of heaven. Jesus is the Word who was with God in the beginning. Jesus is the Word who created all things. Jesus is the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us so that we can dwell with Him for eternity. This evening, my prayer is this, that all of us, can rest well tonight because we have confidence we are going to dwell securely for eternity. My other prayer is this, that you would not rest well tonight if you do not know you can dwell securely for eternity. But tonight, you can party well and you can rest well because we know where we dwell for eternity. It's with Father the God, Jesus the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit in heaven. Can you imagine for a moment being in the room when someone come in and said, I think we should go to the moon? Can you imagine being in the room when the idea first came up and no one had ever been to the moon before. It'd kind of be like if I told you tonight, hey, I think next year our church goal should be to plant a church on Mars. Right? How many of you are like, hey, let's check his IQ. But let's get him looked over before the next year. Right. You would say what? Okay, absurd. How many of you tonight would be willing to put the first dollar right here? For us to put a church at King on Mars next year. No one, at least I hope not, think. Right? You would say absurd. No one has ever been to Mars, let alone is there going to be a church on Mars. 
you would say, I'm crazy to say, let's go to Mars. It's in that room. Somebody had to say, you want us to go to the moon? Are you crazy? Think how crazy it is to say, I want to go to heaven where there is the presence of God in fullness, no hurt, no sorrow, no death. I want to go where no one has seen God before. That's absurd. But guess what? Tonight we celebrate that it's no longer absurd because God has now been seen. God has made himself known because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Forget Mars. We get heaven. Tonight, celebrate that the word became flesh and dwelt among us so that we get to dwell with him for eternity. Tonight, celebrate that the word became flesh and we get heaven. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for making yourself known in the person of Jesus. I ask now in the name of Jesus that you'd make yourself known to each heart and each soul in this room. For those who have not received Jesus as Lord, I ask, O Lord, that you would give the gift of faith tonight to say, Jesus, you are my Lord, you are my Savior. God, we acknowledge that we are mere mortals. We acknowledge that we have sinned. We acknowledge that we have fallen short of loving our neighbors as ourselves. And tonight, O oh Lord, we confess that Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Lord. Thank you for giving us heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.